Just that song, it sounds like, uh, hey, might be talking about c- cocaine. <laughs> yeah. No, look at the lyrics. Do some sniffy, Luke. <laughs> but that song sounds like what I feel like, which is just tired. We we tired. So Wee-wee tired. tired. How tired are you? So tired. So who knows what's going to come out of my mouth right now? This might be like pure catching foxes. This might be the best catching foxes we've ever done because I'm just so tired. Why are you so tired, Luke? Studying all day, babying all night? Uh, let's see. Yeah, yes. I wake up. I get ready to go to work. I try to pray in my car. I go to work. I, I try to adjust to my, to my um, new job, which I absolutely love. And then I come home and I hang out, uh, hang out with Everly. I eat. I'm perhaps going to walk. I clean up the kitchen, I try to tidy things up, and then I study for two to three hours. Then I go to sleep, and then repeat. Hmm. I watch one TV show a week that's about an hour long. I watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So many thoughts on that. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's my life, and I just repeat it. And it's wonderful, and I'm so happy and so blessed, and I'm like, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, Lukey, you look tired. Good Lord. Uh. <laughs> You should do the. I, I I realize that song is now very much about c- cocaine. Because <laughs> like this is what I this is why like when some people talk about like what are the lyrics that really this is why I love um Kevin Hyder he thinks about lyrics deeply. Yeah, and I do as well. Except I think about what I think they are. Yeah, <laughs> and so to me that song's always. I'm, I'm sure at some point in time I was like, this is about cocaine i was like no this is about being tired because i'm in my 30s and you're tired a lot in your 30s and now with a kid in grad school and working and commuting an hour and a half every day lukey sleepy oh man an hour and a half is your commute i mean there's a 45 ways, minutes it's, but it's a solid 45 minutes oh god it's a solid homicidal after 15 it's i you know it's it's so funny at when i was going to glen mary i had a 38 to 45 minute commute for the most part, like there are some, if I hit the lights right, I could do it in 38 minutes. Sometimes even right, a little right, bit right. faster if I was going a little bit speedy. Um, there's just no way with this. There's, it's just, it's just like it's the, it's the distance, not the traffic, and all that stuff that makes it 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, when I used to live, you know, with Jonathan and Brian, I lived 40. Who else was there occasionally? You on the couch and Jaeger. Uh, and in my bed. Gomer! What? Online dating is a new norm! I'm pretty sure it's equal, or in some cases, a more prominent way that couples of all ages and backgrounds are now meeting each other. And we can even do faith-focused dating! Wouldn't you rather start a relationship with someone you already know you share the same faith? Uh, duh! There's a dating app that is the largest dating app specifically for single Catholics. 
Unlike other dating websites that encourage casual relationships and mortal sin, Catholic Match primarily strives to help singles connect for the purpose of sacramental marriage. They also provide a community, get this, Luke, where Catholics can share their challenges of living a single life, and you get to make new friends. It's all good, baby. These days, it's harder than ever for single Catholics to meet each other. Catholic Match is here to support single Catholics from all over the world by allowing them to easily, not difficultly, easily connect online. Are you telling me that they can create their own Catholic love story? How fantastic is that? They can be their own Tom Hanks and Meg Meg Ryan. Every single week, Catholic Match gets wonderful new stories from Catholic couples who met on their service. Bam! Move over, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Catholic Match is making it easier than ever for Catholic singles to connect. Luke, you can use their app or their website to start connecting right now with other singles through messaging or video chat. It's super easy to get started with Catholic Match. Heck yeah! Everyone can make a free profile in just minutes and start meeting other Catholic singles now. Luke, where do they go? I'm so glad that you asked me, Mike. They can go to catholicmatch.com slash foxes. What's that address again? catholicmatch.com slash foxes. One more time for the old people in the back. catholicmatch.com slash foxes. I'd like to thank Catholic Match for sponsoring yet another episode of Catching Foxes. Faith-focused dating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's for a season in the sense that, like, um, I don't want to announce that I'm, like, going to be leaving, but I don't think I'll, I, I, here's what I mean by this. I'm I'm not leaving or or planning to leave anytime soon. I just mean it's a season as in we've committed to not moving until I go, until I'm done with grad, grad school. Just no big changes. Yeah. So that could mean I'm going, but, you know, that could mean a whole bunch of things. So, um, but, you know, it's just, uh, it's. Not wearing on. It's not even the commute. It's just the whole process that's wearing on. Like I even brought it up to my therapist last week. I was like, "Okay, can we just talk about this?" Because did your therapist just listen to you and go, "Bitch, bitch, bitch"? <laughs> oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. My hey, real quick, can I show you something before you tell me about therapy? Yeah, it's coming along. I've overhauled my just, bookshelf. Look at that. Okay, okay, you. Okay, so bookshelf. I bought a new all wood. You did laminated. Did you uh, make that? I did, I did not make it. I bought it. That's the kind I'm of desk s- that I want because I don't want any, like, drawers or anything. I just want space. So the drawers, it's just laying on the drawers. Oh, I love, that's what I want. That's what your Lukey wants. Yeah, that's Ikea book. Uh, Ikea. I've had that in here forever. If you want, with, for Luke, if you want with, Luke to get that, patreon.com slash CF. That's <laughs> patreon.com slash CF. So the cool thing is I found this. Or I have this old picture. You can't really see it in the HD there, but uh, – or in the webcam there, but it's of the sacrifice of the mass, and the, so it's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Christ crucified, and the blood coming out of his wounds is going into the chalice, and the priest is ad orientum, baby. Everyone had that um, thing in college. Right, and it was a, a very famous <laughs> pencil drawing that was on the missile covers of the, the Tridentine Mass, and I didn't know that until I started going to it back when I was like 16, and I had this. I, I think someone gifted that to my parents, and then they gave it to me. Um, hey, by the way, but, you um, are looking yeah. good. I yeah, it's all it. just the top down. I'm, I've gained a lot of weight. This has been the shittiest three weeks of my life. Right? I know. I was, shittiest three weeks of my life. I'm not to... ready to talk about it right now, but I will talk about it today. But No, no, no. You, uh, you don't, hey, listen. Let me, t- sorry, let me sorry, talk sorry, about sorry. my desk, no, Luke. Sorry, let me talk sorry, about I'm my way past the desk. Okay. <laughs> no, it's no, all, no. If you want to talk about the desk, do you want to talk about all the circuits and stuff, too? We can talk about all circuits if you want. Whatever my gomer wants. We're all just here for you. We're all just oh god! Finally, can, everyone realizes. Can you that. tell that I've lost weight? I've lost fifteen pounds. Have you really? Yeah. It's yeah. What's what are you doing? <laughs> Jazzercise? No, Jazzercise. I'm just eating very Please very tell me healthy. Jazzer- 
Oh, so okay. I have to get the old blood the old blood pressure down. So I'm doing just no salt and eating healthy. It's actually been nice. I, f- I feel better. Um, I need to get more snacks for while I'm studying. But there are some healthy snacks. Some Lara bars, whatever the heck they're called. <laughs> My kids live. Oh, they're so they good. Them. Some RX bars. RX bars. If you want to be a sponsor, now'd be a good time. Par. Let's try <laughs> to get on that. <laughs> yeah, what what is it like? Six egg whites, two dates, no BS. Yeah, except how does it? They all have the same ingredients but different flavors. How? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep going on about your desk. No, the desk. (laughs) I I was at Home Depot and um, I was feeling like a man. Yeah, not being one, but feeling like one. And uh, I saw this desk, and one of the things that, that I have this big red IKEA desk that bows in the middle because it's all hollow laminate crap. And um, I wanted a solid wood desk top that wasn't as deep. And um, I recently moved my desk from one side of the wall to the other, and it's underneath my bookshelf. So I'm using my bo- – I'm trying to figure out how to use my bookshelves in a way that complements my computer setup because I have, like, a huge-ass ultra, ultra, ultra-wide monitor that connects to my MacBook Pro. So I want to use all this stuff, but at the same time, I want it to actually look nice. Um, and so – I wanted to have some sort of sacred art in my eye, uh, my perspective. I have my crucifix hung now in the middle of the room. It's a 300-year-old Guatemalan crucifix. Um, I have two scripture verses on either side, or one hymn and one scripture verse. And it just looks – it's starting to come together. I thinned out some of my books. I'm donating a handful that, you know, it's one of that, like, minimalist things. Well, well, for getting rid of the Balthazar, they're going to your Lukey, right? Yeah, and I'm not getting rid of that. Yeah. I, I got rid of like chicken soup for the teenage soul uh, that someone gave me 12 years ago. Yeah. I'll send that to <laughs> the you too. Teenage soul. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, you, you probably uh, uh, need this. What I just assume. Yeah. Hey, you, you probably have a shallow emotional spirituality. Here you go. <laughs> no, and so the desk was actually perfect. This, the one I'm on now is like 32 inches deep, and that the one I bought is 24 inches deep. So it's just. It's just big enough. That's my dream right there. It's just big enough that it gives me um, depth to, like, run my cords behind, and I can attach – it has enough overhang for all this stuff that I can attach my microphone to the side, attach lights or whatever, and speakers out of the way. Speaking of lights. Yeah, your face is actually illumined. That's nice. No, no, no. Oh, your lamp. Look at that. Oh, okay. That's really bad right there, but – oh, Luke has light. Luke has light. Guys, you don't understand. Luke is in a room where the walls have faint clouds painted on them poorly. Yeah. It's and a room built for a 10-year-old girl, to be very yeah. clear here. So it fits for Luke because Luke's so raven. But uh, it is, it's so funny because half the time he just turns off all the lights and there's some bed or something in there. There's and Luke bed. just lays down there's on it bookshelf. and holds holds the microphone up, and I see him playing with his stomach, but just the silhouette, just the gentle silhouette. Now I get to see it with a light. There you go. So we've got this is a very yeah. cool hip Swedish light. That's it's one of those. Uh, this isn't the best. I haven't tried the best angle for the camera yet. But uh, so my dream is to get a, like a desk like that, like you were talking about. patreoncom cf. That's patreoncom cf. <laughs> And That's thirty five bucks at Lowe's. Thirty five bucks at basically Patreon dot com slash you know. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to have a thing where like my I can have my computer stuff for the podcast. I can have my stuff for grad school because I found a cool thing that I'm sure is you know very cheap. But I got it on eBay for like twelve bucks, and it says a cool thing out in France. Out in France, oh, I am so tired in French that I don't remember what it says. But I'm sure it's just made to look old, and it's not. But I like it. <laughs> Uh, it's something about it's, like uh, wood carving or wood burning. Yeah, for the I people for, not li- not watching. Yeah, who cares? Uh, <laughs> listen, no one's listening any, any, anymore. We're done. Um, right as we get cool merchandise, we're done. 
Um, the, and then I got a, I got a good old calculator for to do my um accounting. It's one of those accounting um calculators. Doesn't have the tape, but it's you know got everything else. Because Nerd. I know I'm like cash budgets. Ooh, mm-hmm. accrual, mm-hmm. Uh, depreciation. <laughs> how how long do you have to do accounting? I have to finish a 600 page book with very tiny font and a lot of tables in two months. Less than two months, uh. and I'm getting I'm okay. This sounds weird. I'm only on um chapter two, and I'm almost done. But I found a process that will work, and I think I will probably get through this. Right before I leave. Mm. Okay. Actually, probably more like in the next four weeks. And then I've, I've already read um, one of the books. Obviously, we've talked about it a lot. The, the um, Leadership Challenge. Because I don't have to like – I mean, I, I would like to be able to study a, a, like it all in depth, but I just – I can't. And I'm so I, – I, I, I no. talked to Aaron. And I was like, hey, what's a, what do you think is a really good approach here? So we kind of tossed around a, a, couple, a couple of ideas. And she shared what worked for her in, in grad school. So I'm trying to get the – like I'm trying to get the one or two – Big ideas from each, either each paragraph if they're intense, or each of the sections, and then uh, without having to say like I've read the whole thing, I have like taken ex- I've done a whole bunch of notes on every book before going into it, which is what I would like to do. But I, I just I didn't even know what books I was going to get till a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, yeah, that's one of the illusions of grad school that if you, I mean, especially when you're doing it full time, is people think like, oh, it's this unfettered access to knowledge, and it's like, nope, it's about getting a degree. You learn some stuff obviously along the way, but. You just gotta. You just it, it, when you're doing it while working, it's just so difficult. Yeah, and, and when you got a family, especially little yeah. ones. And I'm I'm trying to go like really in depth. And I think I think what I have is a good strategy because I will have re- I will have read all my textbooks before I start. I just was really hoping that I could be at a point where I'm like I have extensive knowledge on all of this now, and then go and go mm-hmm. from there. And I think instead I'll have a basic uh, basic knowledge of it. And I, I've, I mean, and to, and to be honest, I've already this is light as it is in my eye. I've already learned that's actually much better. Yeah, you look great. Okay, so if I shine the light on the wall, okay, so I just turned it on the wall, and somehow the blue paint on the wall, the way it reflects back on me, it just looks ten times better. Um, yeah, it's softer, diffused. Mm, um, <laughs> and so. <laughs> It's, I've already started to see practical ways that I can use it, and I'm very excited. I think that'll actually be more helpful. Mm. I mean, just because I, I'll be, I mean, honestly, I have to come up with like an, I have to come up with a, I'm a master budget, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> every time I say it out loud, I'm like, <laughs> so I, I have to. Uh, I know. I wish I wasn't. I wish this wasn't the case. I truly <laughs> wish this was not. This was not the case. Um, yeah. I. Uh, but it's like okay, it's like and, and like I actually have a need to do a cash budget as well as some uh, as well as some like accrual accounting and stuff. Um, so it's gonna it's it's gonna be really really helpful. So I'm excited about that. And and I've already found the leadership stuff to be very helpful. And I have I'm gonna, I think the board relations class is gonna be very good as well. And then I'm taking a now I'm just talking about this. This is what the podcast has become. Here are my classes. I'll edit it out. And then I'm taking a decision analysis and statistics. Oh, which will that be sounds like terrible. All, I'm just it's just like I'll be I I'm actually excited because I like Excel and this will help me become like an Excel master. So I'm really pumped about that. Yeah. So yeah. Um but your table, man, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, it's another podcast ad done just by Luke. And this week, I'm super excited to talk to you guys about Porter Road. Porter Road is an online butcher shop that delivers high quality meat directly to you. I was able to get a box last last week, and I've already had some hot dogs. And holy crap, they're not kidding. Okay, so what is Porter Road? Porter Road is started by um, the chefs and butchers, um, Chris and James. They started it ten years ago as as a local Nashville um, butcher shop with. Uh, um, with a mission to fix a broken food system. For 10 years, they've tweaked and turned their, their process to bring you an exceptional piece of meat, all while building a more sustainable um, system for farmers and the planet. And they're really not kidding about that. Uh, we had a phone call uh, with them last week. They, they talked a lot about the process, and they really want to they really want to support the farmers. And I think this is a thing that farmers love, and they really go out of their way to make sure like the farmers are rewarded for their hard work. So they work with trusted local farmers to ensure animals are raised the right way. And like that means that they are raised up humanely on pasture with no added hormones or antibiotics. From there, Porter Road dry ages all their beef and hand cuts each steak and chop using old world butchery techniques to produce cuts you won't find at the grocery store. How cool is that? So you can shop like you would at a local butcher and, and order items a la carte or, or choose from curated i had to learn how to pronounce that sub- subscription bundles that always ship free there's no commitment which is nice because a lot of these things get very uh commitment heavy it's a little, little, little bit awkward and you can customize your frequency plus steaks um, and this is actually true too it's very cool steaks and chops a ride jump fresh and are never unfrozen we got a box last last week we've already dived, dived into the hot dogs they were so good they're not kidding the steaks they arrive extremely fresh and they've got other things they've got lamb they like have like chicken they've got stuff it's such good quality done in such good ways that this is real like they're kind of getting the technique out of there i think and it's really like real life it's what it it's what it should be and it's and it's awesome right now porter road is offering all of our listeners $20 off your first order of $100 or more. If you go to porterroad.com slash foxes, go to porterroad.com slash foxes for $20 off your first order of $100 or more. That's porterroad, P-O-R-T-E-R-R-O-A-D.com slash on the foxes. Thank you to Porter Road for sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxes. Seriously, this meat is so good. It's so good. So uh, the, the last two weeks have been really hard for the old Gormley family because um, we have four kids. We never thought – it has been very difficult the last four years to have uh, – to get pregnant and, you know, we haven't been able to. And so we just kind of – you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of resolve. You're like, okay, this is – that part of our life is over. It's not going to happen. And the hilarious thing is on – Tuesday, a few weeks ago, we I convinced my wife to give away. And we actually talked about it on the show. I get, we gave away the last of our baby stuff and how hard that was to close that chapter in our lives. Plot twist. My wife takes three pregnancy tests, one after the other, uh, on Friday of that Tuesday of that week. Um, and we find out we're pregnant. And she takes a blood test at the end of the day on Friday, first time she could get in. And then the doctor doesn't call us back with the results until the following Monday. So this is now the Monday of Holy Week. And, you know, I run RCIA. We got a lot of stuff happening at the church, you know, with Easter. I had to fly to um, I had to fly to Atlanta and do this video thing on Wednesday, and it was just a one-day event. I effed that up because I wasn't paying attention to the time. We got delayed, and I missed my flight home, so I ended up coming in at midnight instead of at 6 p.m., which is ridiculous. Um, but anywho. Monday, we get our levels back from the blood test, and it's like, congratulations, you're pregnant. Levels are at 300. Amazing. 
get another blood test so we can track this, you know, make sure your levels are good. And then we get the test back for that. And it's, you're miscarrying. And we're like, what? And then another blood test every other day. And the, the levels are all over the place and they're not showing positive growth, but they're not showing plummeting realities. And, um, this is just breaking our, our hearts and we don't know what to do. We don't know to rejoice, to hold on to hope. So we, uh, you know, my wife is, obviously broken up by this like we we don't know what to do like we so we lived in this weirdo limbo state for so dang long and um we got confirmation last week that it was in fact a miscarriage and her levels had gone down to like single digits and they're supposed to be if it was a viable pregnancy it would be up in the thousands um by this point but um and so the, these are are these are her hrc whatever it's called yeah hcg, HCG numbers yeah or whatever. and there's yeah there's as you for people who don't know as especially in the beginning they grow at at an exponential rate and if yeah so you you're like by week six you should be at th- the scale is like 300 to 1700 mm-hmm. and then it's like but by week 8 they should be like 3000 to 8000 yeah. and you're like whoa okay and from what i understand and from our experience with the same yeah. thing happening although it wasn't quite as drawn out as yours when there's a decline it pretty much means that there's a it's almost guaranteed that yeah. there's a miscarriage so yeah and so the weird thing for us was it was it was at 300 then it dropped to 150 and so they're like look i'm sorry it looks like you're having a miscarriage and then it went back up to 250 two days later. And you're like, whoa, what does this mean? It's less than 300, but it's more than 150. Like, what, what does this mean? And she's like, I literally, I don't know. It could mean, you know, a miscarriage. It could mean another issue or it could mean cancer. And you're like, holy oh, shit. Yeah. So we had to schedule an ultrasound, all that stuff. And we had all of this just hanging over our heads during Holy Week, during, um, what you call it, during... Uh, Easter Vigil, um, Good Friday is when, you know, you don't know what to do. Like, you, you're you're slowly telling people, you're asking for prayers, I'm getting time off work here and there, and just trying to, like, try to bring some normalcy into the family life, and it's just like, here's the deal from my perspective. I can't do a damn thing. I can't help. I can't, I can't, I'm, you know, you are, you feel so, it's like with a C-section, you feel so, all the things they taught you to do for pregnancy as a husband, you're just out the window for a C-section and, you know, feed him ice chips, rub her back and tell her she's doing fine. Right. And you can't do any of that. Right. So, uh, what with the, with, with all this kind of going on, um, you know, the, your goal as a husband is to be strong for your wife and do whatever she needs, especially if you got other kids who are mom, 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 don't have that old uh, empathy skill level up yet, gosh. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so it's been in, in the middle of all this, you know, I remember it was maybe about a month before I was praying and I was just so thankful that, you know, we got these four kids and looks like we're not going further and that's okay. Like, you know, whatever. And I just said, you know, we have had so many friends who have suffered the loss of a miscarriage that we were super lucky to avoid that. And now here we are. And th- the craziest feeling is it's just an emptiness, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to go to work the other day and uh, we are – my. so my hope with my wife was that her – her levels or um, her progress in the miscarriage would continue so that she wouldn't need surgery. 
And um, so she went in today, and turns out she's going to need surgery. So that's scheduled for first thing tomorrow. Well, not first thing, but tomorrow afternoon. And so, but that's down a mile or an hour away from us. So we got to get all this stuff up and running and going. And so the question is, what do you do with the remains if you get them, right? Because most women, you know, it, it goes into the toilet, right? And they don't, you know, it's not that they don't know, but many of them don't know. And you it's not, know. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You just, you it's know. not evil to yeah. flush and it's not evil to, you know, like people don't know what to do and we don't know what to and do. There and are even times when you, this can happen. And you don't even know that you're pregnant. Right. Right. You just have no idea. Right. I mean, think about this. Like for us, it was within one week that we, within the week that we found out we were pregnant, we found out a week before good Friday. Right, so we found out, and then that following Wednesday, we found out we were miscarried. Yeah. They so sorry, yeah, no go go. So you know, Shannon's asked me, well, what are we going to do? So we text our friends, you know, Father David Hust, who has been incredible, and just ask for his prayers, and then being like, what do we do? Like, we want resolution, we want prayer, we want liturgy. What do we do in this context? Um. So a lady at work who is insanely helpful, Sue Doolin, she's like, hey, you know, I'll call every funeral home and cemetery in our area, Catholic and non-Catholic, because I know they have places called Babyland where they'll bury the remains. So she comes back to me and she's like, these four places have Babylands. They call them Babylands. I don't know if it's universal or whatever. But so she said, um, they'll take care of the remains and they'll do this and they don't charge you for like a plot or anything like that. But you do have to have a casket. And I'm like, what? And she's like, and caskets start at like $1,000. And I was like, for something the size of like a dime, they have to build a child. So, so I'm at work when this happens, and I have a couple meetings and, and all this stuff. And I just go down to my office, and it's about 1.30, and I finished up with my meetings, and it's just kind of me and email that I haven't gotten to yet. And I just find myself lost in the world of baby caskets and what do you do? And I realized after an hour and a half, I hadn't, I had done no work. I had given no thought to email office stuff. And I'm just sitting there trying not to cry looking at baby caskets. And then I thought I got to get out of here. So I just grabbed my stuff and left. Uh, I told them I, I already told them I wouldn't be in on Wednesday morning or today, this morning. And uh, so this is like 3.30 now. And I drove straight to, uh, you know, you have your Disney World, Luke. I have Rockler Woodworking. And uh, the place of, of people I want to be. And it's about 45 minutes from my house. And I drove straight there. And I thought, what if I built... Because federal law prohibits states from passing, you know, basically funeral home lobbies, which is weird that there is one, but uh, laws that say, like, you have to use our caskets kind of thing. Gosh. And it says you can bring your own. Yeah. And so I said, what if I made one for our uh, Hope Marie Gorbley? So I went... Uh, I went to Rockler and, um, you know, I don't know how to do any woodworking or anything like that. Build a box. I've never done something. <laughs> you're, you're, you're close. <laughs> yeah. 
except except all the tools that I buy are like the beginner <laughs> level, and they get out of out of ninety degree really easily. I can buy so a table a to put the, to put the box on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that's exactly what it's like. So I bought a handful of like jigs to help, and then I bought. Um, even thinking about this wood <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> it is called Purple Heart, and it's literally the inside of. of there's like twenty. 20 different species of trees that grows mostly in the northern part of South America and a little bit into Central America. Um, and the inside of the trees are purple. And it's the sap. It's a hardwood like pine. If you ever hold like a pine board, you can like push your fingernail into it and make a dent. Hardwood, you can't do that. You break your fingernail, right? And uh, purple, purple heart is an incredibly dense hardwood. So I, I just bought these two small panels. That I was like, well, if I make a box that's like six inch sides, top and bottom, with or um, six inches by you know whatever four four inches, um, I'll make a, just a small box, and it's beautiful and it's purple. I mean, it's a purple wood, right? Like, how cool is that? Um, it costs. I mean, it costs ten times more than any normal wood you would go and just buy at Home Depot. And I drove home, and the whole time I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, it would be cool if I had the skills to make a simple, stupid box and bring it to the place and be like, this is the casket for Hope Marie Gormley. And uh, so I also bought some some oak demo pieces. And, uh, yeah, my blades are really not in level. (laughs) So... Uh, they're, they're not dialed in. And so I just did some test cuts and stuff and they were way off and I was like, well, this stinks. But, um, the, the next step is tomorrow morning. My, I'm driving them all, my family down to friend's house. They're going to stay there while I take my wife to get a DNC, which is horrific. Um, it's a small procedure. It's very quick, very little. It's, it it doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that it's easy. I know. The the hard thing with procedures like this is like the anesthesia is like the most dangerous part, you know, and so she'll have that done, and they now we are very blessed that we travel an hour and a half to go to our OBGYN because they are a Catholic organization, Caritas, amazing women. One of them was a high school friend of mine, Doctor Jamie. But um, I asked Shannon if you could not be if you could not have your gynecologist be a girl. I took to a dance in high school. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much of my world's colliding that I can tolerate. <laughs> uh, so, but Caritas is, they're just so awesome. They're connected with the Catholic hospital system. And apparently this Catholic hospital system does this for all the baby's remains of miscarriages and stillbirths. If even if parents don't care, like, you know, if that's not their thing, they still reverence yep. the body yep. and yep. they do a monthly service and they, you know, all this stuff. So, at least we'll have some sort of resolution with that, and Father David's finding out if he can pray at the graveside, you know, and have a little. They they don't do funerals for stillborns and miscarriages. They do committal services, so we'll have a committal liturgy. Good. I'm glad you're able to have. That's the thing that I wish me and Aaron had for both yeah. of them. I think it would. I think it. Um, I still think we should maybe do something because it's it's yeah. Sorry, I don't want to take away from your thing. So, did you ever? No, this is, it's helpful because like one of the things is realizing that everyone has to deal with this in their own way because it's such a unique pain that reverberates outwards in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so you don't know like 
to a woman who's a devout Roman Catholic that has read all of Christopher West's rendition of the theology of the body, right? Like they can have all love and cherishing, but you know, when you're in the bathroom and you're bleeding like profusely, the idea of like flushing, you know, is not, it feels weird to say, but it's not immoral. You're not desecrating a human body because it's such a radical circumstance. Right. And so if you can do something great, you know, and that's th- that was our position, and the fact that we we have so many friends who have miscarried in our area that they were like, "Let me tell you how to do this." That they we've had a lot of great people hold our hands through it. I got you flowers. So, oh my gosh, Luke! It was awesome. <laughs> it was so <laughs> awesome. We had five. Yeah, no, we have five. <laughs> like I made it about you. Uh, do not forget. <laughs> so, people, this is a funny story. So, we got five different people sent us flowers. And uh, Luke's flowers, like, they they literally came all – no, it was four different people gave us flowers on the same day. And they literally came within 30 minutes of each other. Right? So, That's like, awesome. the ding dong. And we're yeah. like, what? 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 And uh, it was funny because <laughs> Luke says, like, we love you all, Luke and Aaron. Dash Luke and Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I. I put it in the card, and then they do it like they add your name to it. And I was like, nah, whatever. He gets it. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a picture of it and sent it to Luke just to say thank you. And Luke goes, "Yeah." And we put our name twice, so he would know it's from us and not Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel so bad. I like Chris. I immediately screenshotted that and sent it to Chris Miller. We should. He start found a, it funny. We should start a text. My best friend be, between the my three best of friend us. Chris Miller. <laughs> my best friend Chris Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Will he read you Harry Potter at night? I don't think so. <laughs> the Matrix has ended. It's a new better help read from your friend Luke. Uh so you guys have heard us talk about I'm a better help before at length. And we're gonna talk about better, that's H E L P again. Listen, better help can help you get hooked up with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start um, communicating with one in less than like 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional online counseling done uh, securely online. You've, you've heard it talked about on our show. You've heard it talked about like a whole bunch of podcasts. Look, guys, God wants you to find from a healing. God wants you to be the person he created, he create you to be. And if you're over the age of 25 and you haven't been to counseling, now is the time. BetterHelp is committed to um, facilitating great therapeutic um, matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and this is cool financial aid is available so um, better help wants you to start i'm um, living a um, happier life today go to their website read all all of the testimonies that are on there posted daily and guess what guys guess what go to betterhelp.com slash foxes that's better com slash foxes join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional in fact so many people have been have been using better help that they are recruiting additional counselors in, in all of 50 states this podcast is sponsored by better help and catching foxes listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com slash foxes so if you go to better help you will get 10 percent off your first month. That is fantastic. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring yet another episode of everyone's favorite podcast, Catching Foxes. Take that Catholic stuff you should know. Chasing foxes, my ass. So, yeah, there's, there is, um, 
no right way to handle this, but I think there is a wrong way, and I, I do think it's yeah. just doing nothing and being like, yeah, well. Um, and it, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that people who, like, I, I know especially some men who just sometimes don't have as much of, a, of an emotional uh, reaction to it yeah. as, say, um, women do. I'm not trying to say that not feeling anything about it is wrong. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying that, like, I don't think it's good to just, I think it's good to, yeah, to, you cannot pretend like it didn't happen. Yes, and for some people that can be just like, okay, this happened, and for whatever reason at times it's like, okay, yeah. you know, this happened. But for some people it can be, um, yeah. It's, I remember the first one for us was just like, my, I just like, I get sick to my stomach anytime I go into an OBG. It's not, I don't have a good time going to an OBGYM or to like the whatever doctor for I Every time we went to get a checkup for Everly, I, on while Aaron was still pregnant, I hated every minute of it. I hated every minute of it because my first experience of it was just traumatic. I, I don't know how it was just like, you know, you're expecting to see a baby on the screen and then there's just nothing. There's, oh, and there's God. like that awkward uh, silence and the, and, the, and the nurse is looking and, and she is looking and she looks a little bit concerned and there's just like nothing. And I'm like trying not to say anything because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, does it just, yeah. does it pop up? You know, I'm shooting the wrong spot. Is yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I've never been in this um, situation b- before. And Aaron finally goes, so what's going on? She goes, I'm not sure. I can't, I'm, can't, I can't find anything yet. And Aaron just goes, okay. And Aaron starts to, like, prepare herself for that. And I'm, like, um, just, like, I just start feeling, like, it's just, it's awful. And then the doctor yeah. came in, and she and she told us, and Aaron was pretty stoic the whole time. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm saying it's how she was handling it. And then I, like, after the doctor left, I just started, like, I'm sobbing. I was so upset. And then um, Aaron's kind of like, like, perhaps don't do that now. And I'm like, you know, we've been married for, like, three months. So she hasn't seen a real emotional Luke. She doesn't know (laughs) what it's like. And so I'm like, this is what I do. And so um, immediately, all the way down on the gas I have stormed out of meetings crying because I've been upset in college. (laughs) And so um, I don't cry nearly as much as I did in college. Uh, and so uh, many people, I see how many meetings that I store, household meetings that I store out of going, Bleh! twice yeah, that I can think them. of. All of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One time I slammed the door that was 400 years old. Anywho, um, actually, I don't know if it was that old. I'm, I'm sure it's like over 100. But uh, yeah, anyways, what the heck's my point? Yeah, it's um, it, it just, and I came home and I didn't even call my mom. Or my sisters, I felt bad. They kind of assumed because they had heard from me, and I just we both just took a nap. We were just so upset and just like, and I, to be honest, like our marriage wasn't necessarily in the best place. It was fine. We were just having a rough time because we just got married. We just started on new jobs, and we had just moved across the country, and so it was a lot. It was a lot, Ugh, and it was just yeah, kind of no like kidding. I just want to take a nap, and that's what we did, you know. And uh, um. The second one, sorry, I don't want to go. It's, I just, there's, no, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Then when the second one happened, that was in its own weird way, more brutal, but it was like a silent brutality to it. So we named the first baby Andy and we figured that's works for like a boy or a girl. And we just didn't know. And, you yeah. know, and so I don't remember, I want to say maybe we went to mass and say, Hey, let's offer this up, especially for her. I don't, I don't remember. I feel like we did something special for him or for her. I, I genuinely don't remember what but i feel like but anyways the second one was because so we got it was around a year later we found out on the feast of the immaculate conception he says with a question mark but he's tired so whatever um and 
we were worried about it, and so we had to check the the uh, not the progesterone levels or the progesterone helps or whatever. I'm forgetting. Yeah, we, yeah. we had to check the, we had to check those levels. Aaron was checking it just incessantly at night. We were in our new apartment, and this is the hipster one, and with the exposed <laughs> uh, the exposed um, pipes and hardwood floors and whatnot. And so, uh, but the one apartment did not have exposed brick, which to this day still still kind of makes me bitter. And I was like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We have the storybook thing now. Like, this is a gift from, you know, I'm not, I wasn't saying that this was a gift from God, but I was trying to presume the good. Like, how cool is this? Like, we're finding out on this day. It's a year to the day. We're in a much better place. I feel like emotionally, like, this is good. And Aaron, wait, she gets up to the morning. She checks her numbers and she just goes, they dropped. And I was like, Oh, like my heart sunk and I was trying to be positive. And the next day I had yeah. to do this huge presentation for work. Ugh. And I'm just like, I hate all of this. And so I'm trying to be like, hooray. <laughs> I hate all of you. Youth ministry. We've got a plan for things. It'll be great, everyone. And inside I'm like, oh, I hate this. I hate this. Yeah. I don't want to be here. And um, it, that was like just a silent thing we had to endure because it was so new. It could have even been a chemical um, pregnancy where you're never really actually like conception happens, but you're never necessarily pregnant or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what the theological uh, thought is behind that. And quite frankly, I don't want to know right now. So please don't email us trying to trying to explain it. I'm not going to read it. I don't have time. Really, is the reason why. But like, Luke is doing accounting. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, a cruel basis. Um, and it just, yeah. It's, it's. There's, and I, I think for you know there was definitely a period for us of like it was just like okay I don't want to deal with this like I don't have the emotional energy to try to deal with this and it's, it's difficult, man. I really feel for all all of you guys. You know, um, I hope that the DNC goes well. Um. You know, those, yeah. those things quite often, they, for the most part, do. So, yeah. Yeah. And the the biggest thing for me in, as, as a father, as the husband, is trying to control my thoughts on the potentialities that now no longer are there. I, I went to this one retreat where a man shared a story, and this is how he started the testimony. It was his testimony. He started off by saying, you know, I'm married. I got a great job. I love my family. I got this. My oldest daughter, um, actually, it's really cool. She works at NASA. She just started last year, her first year out of college. She does aerospace engineering and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, wait, no, she doesn't. She is a basketball player who just missed – you know, joining the WNBA, but she has got a job as a coach. He says this like four times, like, no, wait, that's not her. And like, at first you chuckle, like, you're like, wait, what, what is going on? He goes, uh, he said, uh, this is what she could have been if I didn't pay for her to be aborted. And he tells the story and he's like, when I think of my, cause he married the woman that he got pregnant in college but they both were not practicing Catholics. He paid for the abortion. She got it. And he said, he goes, to be honest, not a week goes by where I don't imagine what could have been with her life. And he said, it's the potentiality that keeps me up at night. And I, I like, I hadn't thought of that testimony in, you know, two years when, since when I heard it. And, uh, 
just with when Shannon gave a name, Hope, Hope Marie, the idea of like, like it became real for me, not just with the name, but with like what won't be, if that makes any sense. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's that notion of like Shannon said it best tonight. She said, you know, we have six chairs at our dinner table. We have six people in our family. She said, for the first time in my life, I felt like someone wasn't there. And it's bizarre because I don't have a relationship with this kid. My wife really doesn't. I'm, in terms of like, you know, like if, if you were to lose a later term baby, you, you're dealing with the issues of pregnancy. You, you're responding. She had four days of, you know, kind of maybe a little bit more than that, five days of kind of like getting her hopes up, but not too high, you know, kind of thing about being pregnant and just the dance that that is, um, the up and downs, the roller coaster that it was like, you don't want to think certain thoughts, but like, that's exactly how I feel now, which is so it's fascinating to me because if you talk to some people, when it comes to miscarriages, they were like, well, just be thankful for the kids you have. Be thankful for what's happening. Like, don't lose sight of that. You know, you're going to move on. And you're like, I get what you're doing. I, I really do. A for effort. F for execution. Like, why, why don't you just say, I'm sorry if you need anything. Let me know. Like, and just leave it at that. Like, it's not just that we are creating personas and storylines and narratives for a child that we're not going to know. That's hard enough. And our brains can't help but do that. It's also the simultaneous reality that getting pregnant is a risky business for us. At my wife's age, at all that stuff. And so, in a very real way, this could have been our last shot. Mm -hmm. And that is hard. Mm -hmm. That is very hard. And so we're not just, we are grieving the loss of a little one. And probably of any future little ones. And that is very hard. And it's hard to want to, it's hard to navigate your own feelings so that you can be strong for your wife, which is all I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So to make this a little bit more lighthearted, daddy's been homeschooling the kids these past few days and they are miserable, but they've never learned more in their pathetic little lives. They know about, um, star Lord's dad. They know about, (laughs) no, it's pronounced T'Chaka. It's pronounced T'Chaka. Son of T'Challa. You say his name. We're excited about what's happening with Zemo right now. Yeah. False. False. Oh, I'm very excited. Uh, I love it. So every Friday we watch the we order pizza and watch the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. The, um. Not on Good Friday though. Good Friday was the saddest day for my kids in their entire lives <laughs> because I said one, you know, we feel awkward because we're dealing with this huge monumental loss in the back. Like we don't want to talk about it with the kids, right? Yeah. Kateri figures all things out. Did so they she know? Knows. They do, yeah. Now, yeah. So of course, Tommy Thomas comes up and pats Shannon's tummy, and she's like, "Is the baby still dead in there? Will the baby come back?" Oh, and you're like, gosh. "Oh my god, kid, oh, stop turning gosh. that." Oh, like originally, gosh. I on Monday when Shannon was gone, I was like, "All right, kids, 
all you're allowed to say is I love you, mommy. Like just hug her and that's it. Yeah. Go away. Don't bring it up. And then Thomas is like, Daddy said we're not allowed to talk to you about about the baby. <laughs> Shannon's like starts crying. She's like, You can talk to me. And he's like, Nope, Daddy said we're not allowed to. I'm just supposed to hug you and say I love you. And Shannon's like, Oh my god, he's reading scripts to the kids. <laughs> uh yeah, there's listen, there's no it um Gosh, I wish I could. I wish I could tell you something to like. Oh, here's how. You, here's how he navigates. Like, okay, that makes sense. But there, there is nothing. It's just, I, I, um, as cliche as it is, the only way out is through. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say like time helps, yeah. but not completely. Right. It's a thing that you over time do kind of learn to live with. Yeah. Um. I don't, I'm not trying to be like, you'll be fine. Cause it's not like that. It's, you know, I, yeah. um, you know, like Andy would be six, uh, in June or like early June ish, hmm. mm. you know, no, I'm sorry. Five, five. So, uh, he or she would be six during the world's cup. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, cause he would remember it. Uh, <laughs> that's how I think about things. Yeah. I'm a horrible yeah. human being. And you know there are and like I like those are things that I think about you know like just like how like how would Luke what should his middle name be Soccer Ball his middle <laughs> no, name should no. be Soccer Ball clearly it would be Pulisic, um, <laughs> Premier can we name him <laughs> no, Premier be Premier because I like the Premier League but I would keep it associated with the national team Do you even know me um, <laughs> No if you don't know me by now yeah. you will never ever ever know uh, me. You know, and I, I get worried that Everly's going to be an only child, you know, I just, yeah. because I'm like, you know, that we, it's just, I get worried about that, that will this happen again? You know, is this, yeah. uh, you got your I old mean, wrinkly balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> old balls. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> old balls. Um, <laughs> I, that or, <laughs> I used to, <laughs> when I was driving to work, there was a Hooters. And I would also think of that part when, I, when Adam Sandler goes, Hooters, 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 like that. Is that a Big Daddy? Yeah. That's Big Daddy. Yeah, right? which is a relatively good movie, kind of. Yeah. That is fault again, Reed. Oh. <laughs> I wiped my own yeah. ass. I wiped my own ass. But it, it, uh, it yeah, it, it's just, it's tough, man. It's tough. And I, I think it's a... I I will say this. In my opinion, it is a cross worth carrying. I would never, ever, if I were given the option of saying you could never experience this or experience this, but it's a loss, I would always choose the loss. Like yeah. 10 out of 10 times without without hesitation. <sighs> yeah. You know, one of the, the other things that I've been doing, so Exodus 90 ended, and kind of dealing with it, I 
You know, like when you're depressed about a thing, like a breakup, right? You remember your like bad breakups, Luke. Luke, do you remember all of them? Like how bad they were, like all the time. How miserable I made everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Luke! But, you haven't showered in weeks. Your beard, my gosh! Pajamas. You're 22 years old. Turns out this has come normal for a man your age, but still, <laughs> flip flops. It's snowing. Oh wait, college. Um, <laughs> Are no, you he, are you going off for a jog in pajamas with a button and no boxers? That's weird. <laughs> oh, good! You just got back from your sweaty jog outside in pajamas, and you're just laying right in bed, no shower. Okay. Oh wait, so Thank now God you I... move downstairs into the couch and put both feet up on the coffee table, but on the edge, so you're kind of like spreading out, and the smell is just going everywhere. Oh gosh, that was gross. Uh, no, what I was gonna say is. You know how when you're when you're fixated on a hurt that you can't undo and you want to undo it, um, the most common way to fall asleep is through exhaustion, not through going to bed at a reasonable hour. So my common habit of going to bed between nine and ten, or you know nine and eleven, or I guess nine thirty eleven, is to stay up as late as possible watching basically nothing on YouTube until I physically can't keep my eyelids open. And then I go upstairs and just fall asleep until 8 o'clock in the morning, which is insane, or 7 o'clock. I usually wake up at 5.30 and uh, or 5.20. That's when my alarm goes off. And my – I just – it was I was totally medicating through, like, television, whether it was YouTube or I, I bought HBO Max – I said to Shannon, what can we do? And she just looked at me and she said, I need some action, violent movie so I don't have to think about this. And it can't have anything sentimental. And I go, got it. When you come down the stairs, it'll be ready. And she goes, what is it? And I looked there and smiled and said, Godzilla vs. King Kong, baby. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Zack Snyder's cut of, the, cut of the Justice League. And I was like, hell yeah. Uh, I did that on Easter Sunday for me. That was me time. <laughs> four hours was four three ratio. That kind of makes sense in the, in the end. Oh gosh, it was so good. So good. it was so. I hate the fact that I love it and then I'm upset there won't be more. I know it was so good. Yeah, I. I it's a little bit slow in the beginning, uh-huh. and then when it gets going, I'm just like, I don't. I. I I've heard they're gonna release it in black and white. I'm like, please. Yeah, Justice is great. Give me more of this. It's out. Give me more of this. Oh, it I is? think so. Justice mm-hmm. is great on HBO Max. But so watch. We watch King King Kong versus Godzilla. And then we watched, um, so was it last night or the night before? Last night. Mm, yeah, it was last night. It was rough. That's when I went to Rockler and bought the wood. And um, I said, what do you feel like doing tonight? And, you know, because we've been talking with Father David Huss. We've talked with, you know, I, funeral home people and stuff. And she just said, I need another violent stupid mindless movie to not think about my wife loves action movies that and nascar god help me and uh so <laughs> she's so much cooler than you i know i know <laughs> she is so much cooler than me so guess what movie we watched last night john wick three no no we already we, that, we've already done that we've done john wick one two and three we've binged them like multiple times she loves those movies which makes me love her um we watched a movie that i've always wanted to see that's based off a video game and came out in 2005, and the graphics do not hold up. And I have always wanted to see it, but I knew it was crappy, so I never, like, really wanted to see it. Like, it wasn't one of my must-see bucket list yeah. things. And ever since it came up on Netflix, I'm like, yeah, maybe one day when the kids aren't here and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. Last night, Shannon and I 
watched Dwayne the Rock Johnson and uh, Rosa. Oh, 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 can I guess? Wait, wait, it's based off of a video game? Mm -hmm. And it came out in 2005. All right, never mind. Carl, Carl Urban, Urbane, Urban. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Rosamund Pike. Three great actors in Doom. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I forgot that. So dumb. Much like the game. Actually, the game um, graphics would be awesome just to see again. The game? What's that? The game Doom, Oh, the game. game. I thought you were meant the movie with, uh, what's his name? Oh. uh, I love that movie. Michael Douglas. I need to see. I watched it, and I was, it was not what I expected. I was like, "Oh, this is dark," but it's it's a David Fincher film. I love yeah. David Fincher. Oh, movies, I loved so it. I, to, I loved I it. To watch it again. I loved it. I need to watch it again. Yeah, it's good stuff. That's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah. It one. I promise you, one day it will just yep. kind of feel better. Yeah. Not I feel better, but like you'll just it becomes somewhat normal, and you it it never goes away. But it just you start to live with it, and it becomes reality, and it's okay. You'll be comfortable talking about yeah. it. I th- I think it's a thing worth. I think it's a thing that we should normalize talking about it way more. I think it's a thing that people should get off work for. I know that some countries have started to do that. I think that that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it is a thing that if you have a friend who is going through it, I think getting them flowers, getting them food, just yeah. like you would have like because the, the the this is the I mean there are. There are many hard parts. One of the things that I found, and I find I'm, I'm difficult when even when I think about it, it's just the emotional energy. The emotional energy is it's all spent on that, and it sucks up every everything else. Yeah. And so, friends bought us dinner. Some people asked, uh, like asked, asked, "Oh, what could do?" And I said, "Yeah, if you could like just get us some food, I'd really appreciate that because we got nothing right." Yeah, now. I had some coworkers. There's like four or five women that I text in a group that I've. I'm keeping them up to date. They are responsible human persons that I really do rely on and, and love to death. And uh, they, every, all, all of them are doers, right? They, they, they express their love through service, right? So they said, what can, like the first words out of my mouth, I'm so sorry. I will be praying for you. Uh, what, what can we do for you? How can we help? And at one point I was like, should I tell them to mow my lawn? <laughs> like I want to like just be funny about, you know, like. And I was like, I don't know if they'll think like, ah, go, he's going off the rails. Can you do this ad read for us for Catching yeah, Foxes? Luke really, and I are so it'd tired. Be really good. It'd be really good if you could just you step do up. Two ad read tonight. Oh, someone's got to step up, and it ain't going to be us. <laughs> Kate, <laughs> do these ad reads. <laughs> Book them. We should totally have them. her do the ad read. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, I want to hear I want to hear a Kate a Catholic match ad ad read. Yeah. So I, I, um, I'm doing good. I'm doing okay, Luke. Um, good. I, I, uh, I have a series of classes that I teach called Inclusion on Thursday nights. And we're, we just finished the last piece on the authority of the church and, in Scripture. And I have cracked open um, some of my books on the faith versus works controversy with Luther and Calvin versus the Catholic Church and the Reformation, you know, sola fide. And it is fascinating. Ah, yes. Yeah, I know you hate apologetics, but... Uh, no, I don't. I just said, ah, yes. Like, I was like, ah, yes. Oh, yes, in my mocking way. That's not true. Ish. Uh, so, anywho, I started busting out this, and I was like, you know, I'm going to go on some of my podcasts that uh, that I listen to um, 
when you you know it's kind of like very educational stuff that you got to be in the mood for. So I fired up like Catholic Answers Live and I typed in Grace Faith Works and uh, just different stuff. And then I went to my homeboy John DeRosa, who's a fan of the show, and he has his podcast called uh, the Classical Theism Podcast. And I've been on there a couple times talking about what is it like to evangelize different groups of people and whatever. He had this guy called Dr. Matthew Thomas. Yeah, Matthew Thomas to talk about St. Paul on the phrase works of the law, which Martin Luther, you know, his famous phrase where he says, for I hold that you are saved by faith apart from works of the law. And Martin Luther added the word alone, faith alone apart from works of the law. And it's a very contentious phrase. So the whole thing revolves around what is that meaning? And I listened to this guy. He's an Oxford scholar. He is a – he – Luke – you and I would drink beers with this guy every week if he lived near us, if we were friends. His, his, the title of his book is Paul's Works of the Law in the Perspective of Second Century Reception. And when he's like, when the guy, John DeRosa, was reading it, he's like, I can see your eyes. You're having to read it off a computer screen because the title is absurdly long and you can tell it's written by a publisher. And he's like, start making And then he laughs like every five seconds, like a little giggle laugh. It made me so happy. So, anywho, I've been plowing through that book. I've been just consuming so much good stuff to, to help me focus. And then the last thing is, uh, and then I'll, I'll stop talking, but the last thing is this piece from... The International Theological Commission. Oh, that's that's cool. The hope of salvation for infants who die without being baptized. Oh, sorry, I did not. See, sorry, I didn't see the title. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I was trying to do two things at once. I'm, um, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. I I saw your eyes bouncing, but the very last paragraph or section, chapter three, section six, is called hope, and that's the how they end it, and it's all based on hope. And I was like, how beautiful that I'm about to read this piece from some theologians that i really like like father um father giles where is his name father giles emery um and it's just cool to to read a international theological commission piece and find your little beautiful daughter's name in there so here's to hope here's to hope amen Thank you.